by their profession of getting saved at three days old, uh, time is short, you better know that they are saved. Then when you're buried, what is going to be wrote on your tombstone? Is it going to be gone to see Jesus or going to be I'm gone fishing? Do you have a will made out? Be sure all that you've made out because they're going to fight over a pair of tennis shoes that you bought in 1920. I have been at the cemetery with half of the family doing the funeral while the other half of the family was robbing the house. Have you set your house in order? Please be patient. I'm going to try to get my newsletter out in the next few days. Brother Johnny and Carlene. And, uh, all right. So there he is. All right. Everybody had a good week this week? Amen. 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 I know the Lord's blessed us and all through this last year, the Lord has blessed us with just abundant, uh, beautiful days, and it's really helped. I've thought so many times of what it'd be like if we'd had went through what we've been through, and it raining and dreary and dark every day uh, when you're already depressed enough. And uh, so I think the Lord has uh, has really tried to encourage His people with uh, the good weather and the, and the beautiful sunshine and all that God's done. Amen. So we appreciate that. Pray for the services this weekend and uh, those that uh, want to go. We're planning on going to the Preacher's Fellowship in uh, Smithville, Kentucky, which will be about a two and a half, three hour drive from here. So we'll have to leave about 6.30 and uh, be coming back, probably get back about three in the afternoon. Uh, but right now we're planning to go. And I know some of you already told me uh, if there's anybody else wants to go, be sure and let me know. Uh, and just uh, like I said, pray for the services uh, this coming weekend. I talked to Brother McCurry uh, this week, and and uh, he's still uh, not a hundred percent. He's uh, still having some problems, and uh, so remember him in your prayers and pray for him. And uh, we uh, got some preachers uh, lined up for Jubilee this time, and we're going to have a weekend uh, in April. The last weekend in April, Brother Epps will be coming to uh, preach for us on Sunday night. And Brother Phelps is going to be here. Uh, he said, be sure you is here. <laughs> Brother Phelps is going to be with us on Sunday morning and maybe Saturday night. I don't know. We're still praying about that. But we might make a little weekend deal out of it. Uh, yeah, Brother Andrew Phelps. Yeah. All right. Well, tonight we're in uh, Revelations chapter 9 tonight. And it's rough. Of course, the further you go in Revelations, the rougher it gets till you get to the end, then it gets real good. Amen. If anybody wants a study sheet, they'll get you one. Just let them know, raise your hand, they'll get you one. Revelations chapter 9 tonight, and uh, we're going to only cover 12 verses of it tonight, and I think we can get through it. This is the fifth trumpet and the first woe. There's three woes in chapter 9, this is the first one, and uh, it gets, uh, it gets worse as it goes on there. Revelations chapter 9. 
let's read our text tonight in uh, chapter 9, verse 1. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots and many horses run into battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight, and we're thankful, Lord, to be gathered together, Lord, in your name, and uh, we're just so thankful, Lord, that when a car comes down the street, they'll see the lights on tonight in the house of God, and some cars in the parking lot, Lord, this evening, and uh, Lord, they might know that you're still in business, and uh, Lord, we ask you tonight to bless your word tonight, and uh, Lord, we know these are strange and unusual things, Lord, that's going to be taking place, uh, Lord, in this particular time period of the Revelation. And uh, Lord, uh, these things have never happened before, so there's no way we can totally, fully understand them. But we pray you'll give us some light and some understanding, uh, Lord, that we can get from the Word of God tonight. I pray you'll uh, help me tonight to be apt to teach, which is one of the qualifications of a pastor, is that he's to be apt to teach. And I thank you tonight, Lord, that I've got more here tonight to teach than I deserve and I pray you'll help me feed them tonight, and uh, they'll be able to understand, uh, Lord, something out of what we've read here tonight. And uh, we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. All right. Uh, chapter 9 and verse 1, it says, uh, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven. Now normally that Number five in the Bible, normally, we've talked about this before. Uh, some people say the number five is the number of grace, and there's certainly much evidence uh, to, uh, to see that, that uh, it is, uh, such as the uh, five porches at Bethesda, uh, the Lord's uh, five wounds. Uh, but then there's others that say that five is the number of death, and uh, you can find a lot of scriptures to, for both. Uh, but here, uh, certainly death would fit here, and there's no grace found here in this chapter. Uh, 
it's uh, it's all uh, about death and dying. And uh, so uh, it said, the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Now, the Bible, we take it literally every time we can take it literally. That's just a good rule of thumb to follow. If you read the Bible and you can make a little application to it, then that's what you need to do. But if there's uh, things that let you know it's not uh, literal, such as what we just read, he said, I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. All right, we know uh, right off from reading the scriptures that we've read, uh, we know there's two reasons that we know this is not a literal star. It's not like you'd go outside and see a star fall out of the heavens. We know that's, we can't take it literally. We can't say this is a literal star. And the reason we know that is because, first of all, this star was given a key. This star was given a key. Well, you can't do that to a little star. And then this star was given a command in uh, 9 and 4. said it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which had not the seal of God in their foreheads. So we know right off the bat that this is not a literal star. Uh, it has to be talking about something else. And, uh, and of course, we, uh, we look at this a little bit farther. And uh, we see that this star has a key. It's given the key, and this key fits the bottomless pit. And you find throughout the Bible, uh, such as over in uh, Revelations 20, uh, when the devil's going to be cast, uh, Revelations 20, and the angel come down from heaven, he's got a key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand, and he laid a hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So here's some, uh, some angels that have keys. Now we know, we know who has the keys. Because the Bible tells us back in Revelations chapter 1, the Bible said, Jesus said, I am he that liveth, verse 18, and was dead, and behold, I am alive evermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. Uh, so we know that the one that has the keys is Jesus. But this star is not Jesus. Uh, we don't believe this star is Jesus. We believe that Jesus gave the star the key to open the bottomless pit. Now it's always good to remember that Satan can only do what God allows. Satan can only do what God allows. You, you remember in uh, Job... Uh, chapter 1 and verse 12, the Lord told Satan, he said, uh, you can do this, this, and this, but you can't do this. And uh, Satan had to operate in those bounds. He had to stay in that bounds. So uh, we look at the fallen angels and uh, as pictured as stars. We get that in Revelations 12. Revelations 12 and comparing the Scripture with Scripture. And the Bible said, uh, in the, uh, verse 3, And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And he, his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. Well, we know that's talking about angels there. Third part of the angels is what that's talking about there. And uh, so these are, this is a fallen angel we're talking about uh, 
probably the devil itself, probably. Uh, but anyway, it's a fallen angel that's pictured here. And uh, we think about stars. What's the first thing you think of when you think about stars? And I don't mean the heavenly stars, but stars. You think about where's the stars, all that. Okay. The stars are all in Hollywood. And uh, what's another name for that city out there? Yeah, but there's another name. That's uh, Las Vegas, ain't it? City of Angels. Yep, that's what it's called, City of Angels. And, uh, and I believe that this uh, particular star here uh, could be Satan himself. Uh, but others think it's the same angel of Revelations uh, 20 and verse 1. Uh, I don't think it's that. I think it's a different one because of what he does. Uh, he releases, uh, he opens this bottomless pit, and uh, there comes out all this, uh, all this smoke, and then all these uh, demonic spirits come out of there. And we do know that uh, that, G, that the devil is a fallen angel. Isaiah 14, uh, Jesus said in uh, Luke 10:18, he said he saw him fall. Uh, as uh, lightning from heaven, and uh, we know during the tribulation he's barred from heaven. He can't, uh, he can't go back up into heaven. He, he focuses his, all his attention upon uh, planet Earth in chapter 12, and that's why we get into what's called the Great uh, Tribulation. And we know that during the tribulation, Satan is given uh, power. Uh, yeah, he's given power. We know in Revelations uh, 12, when we get over there, we know it talks about uh, that he has different power to do this or different power to do that. Uh, so uh, this, this angel has the key to what we call the abyss. And what that word means, it means a compartment in the earth that houses demons. A compartment in the earth that houses demons. There's different compartments. There's hell, but then there's other compartments. Look in Second uh, Peter chapter two and verse four. Second Peter chapter two and verse uh, four. And uh, the Bible tells us about some of these angels there. Verse four, and said, "For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell." and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. So there we have some angels that's, uh, that's in chains of darkness, and uh, they're in a, in a special place there, and some of them will be used during the uh, tribulation. And look in Acts, uh, Acts 1 and verse 25, talk about Judas. The Bible said that he may take part of this ministry an apostleship from which Judas by transgression failed, and notice this, that he might go to his own place. Well, that couldn't be hell because hell's not man's place. The Bible said hell was made for the devil and his angels is what hell was made for. So this is a special place, and we'll get into that more uh, later on. But uh, there uh, seems to be a pit what we read here in chapter 9, verse 1, that somewhere there's a pit that's during the tribulation that's going to be opened up. And all these demonic spirits are going to be released out upon planet Earth. Now, you need to think about this uh, when you get into a chapter like this. 
You have to remember that probably at this time the church has been gone for four, five, maybe even six years that this world has been without a church. God has took the church out. And, uh, and right now we got a church. But you see how bad it is now with a church. Uh, you see what's going on now with the church here doing everything it can to hold it back and keep everything from happening and still, uh, still it's going along pretty good speed uh, the way it is with the murders and rapes and rights and all these ungodly laws that they keep passing one right after the other. That's with the church here. But what we're reading tonight, it's going to be taking place on this planet when there's been no church here for four or five, maybe even six years, there's been no church here. That's when the all the police have been, what ain't been raptured out, all the police have been defunded. That's when everything that you see them wanting to do now, that they can't do but they're wanting to do, well, once we're out of the way, they can do it easy. And uh, they're finding ways around it right now, uh, even with us here. Uh, but what I'm trying to get you to see is I want you to get in your mind, I want you to think about how bad the world is tonight, and then I want you to think about how much worse it'll be when there's been no church here for four or five years. Because the Bible said in, uh, I believe it's Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, the Bible tells us there, that we've been holding some of this back in, uh, in chapter 2 and uh, oh, let's see, uh, verse 7 said, For the mystery of iniquity doeth already work. That's the Antichrist system. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. All right, so right now, right now the devil can't do all he'd like to do. Because we got people that stand up against it and fight against it. But once the church is gone, looks what happens after they're taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Uh, so the Antichrist, of course, is going to be revealed. Go ahead, Brother Ed. Right. Right. Jesus, uh, he said, work while you got the day because the night's coming when nobody can work. And uh, that's this period here that he's talking about. All right, so you're going to have, uh, you're gonna have uh, somewhere on this earth, there's going to be a, a pit open and all these demons are coming out upon the earth. They're going to be released. Now, uh, some people, and you hear a lot, especially lately, but last several years you heard a lot about UFOs. Has anybody ever seen a UFO? Mace Jackson said somebody asked him if he'd ever seen a UFO, and he said, man, I've been married 40 years. Flying saucers. All right, I, there, is some people in, there is some people in this church, I won't call their name because they might not want me to, but they're credible people. Uh, really credible people that can tell you they've had an encounter with things like that. 
And I had never had, but there are some people that they're credible, and uh, and they have told me uh, their experience and everything. And of course, there's uh, lots of them all over the world, and they're not all nuts. They're not all nuts. We're hearing more and more about this stuff. Now, I brought that up because of this. They talk about UFOs. Uh, they talk about things that they see up in the heavens, and they think they're coming from up there. They think that these things are coming from up there, and it'll all play in in the end time. But there is some people, and I agree with them, they're not coming from up there, they're coming from down here. They're coming from within the earth. And there is uh, several places, and I'm going to give you five of them, there are several places, and there's a lot more than this. I just, for the sake of time, I just picked out five of them. Of course, everybody knows one of them. What's one place where... Ezekiel's flying wheel? Well, yeah, that, that's fit in there, but I'm talking about one place in the world, in the United States, or in the world, one place where strange things happen. Was it Baptist Church? Oh. No. There you go. Bingo. Uh, Bermuda Triangle. You remember all this unexplainable stuff that happens around the Bermuda Triangle? Well, that ain't the only place like that. There's a place called the Bridgewater Triangle. Has anybody ever heard of that? Bridgewater Triangle. It's in Massachusetts. And it says... Uh, this is the area that gave rise to one of the first UFO sightings way back in the year of 1760. Onlookers reported a spear of fire so brilliant that it was seen across several towns. Uh, since then, uh, tales have been told of phenomena have come time and again in the Bridgewater Triangle, including the sighting of cryptozoological creatures such as Bigfoot and Thunderbirds, Huge flying animals, American myths, mutilation of livestock have been reported in the forest. Uh, and there's another one called the Bennington Triangle. This is in Vermont. And it said the Bennington Triangle has uh, been the setting for a number of unexplained disappearances over the years. They began in 1945 when local Man, Middle Rivers, was leading a group of hikers near the mountain. He walked ahead of the group and seemingly vanished into thin air. The very next year, teenager Paula Weldon was hiking in the same area when she disappeared and triggered a, a media storm and massive hunt, and they didn't turn up one clue. Uh, it said, along uh, further vanishings, along with numerous UFO sightings, uh, have made a magnet for paranormal investigators and anyone with a touch for the unusual. The Bermuda Triangle is located in the Atlantic Ocean, uh, but the Pacific has its own equivalent dubbed the Dragon's Triangle, also known to some as the Devil's Sea. There is an area of water just off the coast of Japan which has been linked to numerous stories of ships, disappearance, UFO sightings, and magnetic uh, enormities. The most disturbing story focuses on Japanese military vessel that vanished in the triangle in the 1950s, leading to researchers being sent in to see what was going on 
apparently they turned, apparently they in turn vanished themselves. It's one called the Michigan Triangle. Uh, Michigan's one of the uh, grandest bodies of water on earth. It also, in the anomalous embrace of the so-called Michigan Triangle, which has been linked to yet more eerie aerial sightings and alleged disappearances that they have inspired tales across the decade. In 1937, Captain George Donner vanished from a freighter selling from the Triangle. The captain retired for the evening to his cabin, asked to be awoken when they neared the end of the point. However, later a crew member went in to do just that to find the captain was uh, mysteriously gone. Planes have also been down to the Michigan Triangle, including one of the worst pasture airline crashes in U.S. history. Uh, as with all such triangles, many will argue that stories have been exaggerated by conspiracy mongers, but others will maintain that something strange indeed is going on. And then there's a Matlock Triangle here in Britain. We shouldn't feel left out of all these uh, spooky goings on. After all, we have our very own Matlock Triangle uh, said, uh, which some have been calling the UFO capital of the world. Uh, so you got uh, you got these places all over the world that strange things are happening. And we got a, in the Bible, now this is in the Bible, we ain't talking about that, we're talking about the Bible. The Bible tells that there's place, there's going to be a place that's going to be opened up in this world and it's going to release demonic type creatures out into this world. Uh, and the Bible, you know, makes it plain. Chapter 9 has been described as hell on earth. Chapter 9 has been described as hell on earth. Now, again, remember this. Uh, all the church is gone. There's those people that are sealed, but the rest of the men have gotten as wicked as men can possibly get. Uh, they've got so wicked that at the end of this chapter, uh, I think it is, or maybe it's chapter 16, that they still don't repent with all these terrible things happening. They still don't repent. So man gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And so you got you got hell released to a certain extent. you got hell released upon the earth. A good cross-reference for chapter 9 is Isaiah 34. Look in Isaiah chapter 34, and uh, you can tell by the first verse that we're in the same time frame. It said, Come near you nations to hear, and hearken you people, and let the earth hear, and all that is therein, the world, and all things that come forth of it. For the indignation is of, of the Lord is upon all nations, and His fury upon all their armies, and he hath utterly destroyed, he hath delivered them to the slaughter. Look at verse 5. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon uh, Adamay and upon the people to curse to my judgment. Look at verse 7. And the unicorns shall come down with them, and the bulldogs with the bulls. And their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made uh, fat with fatness. Watch verse 8. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance and the year of recompense for the controversy of Zion. Look at verse 9. And the streams thereof shall be turned into pitch, and the dust thereof into brimstone, 
and the land thereof shall become burning pitch, and it shall not be quenched night nor day. The smoke thereof shall go up forever from generation to generation, and it shall lie waste, and none shall pass through it forever. Look at verse 14. The wild beast of the desert shall also meet with the wild beast of the island, and the satyr shall cry to his fellow. The screech owl also shall rest there and find herself a place of rest. Now notice the language there is a language of hell. Talking about fire and brimstone and all of that and all these uh, weird creatures like what we're reading about here in chapter 9. Do you know where, does anybody know where Idumeum is? No, it's close though. It's, uh, it's really in the vicinity of Sodom and Gomorrah really in the region of the Dead Sea. Uh, the Dead Sea. And uh, that's where God rained down what? God rained down fire and brimstone. All right, uh, we know we know God did that. It's not just because the people were homosexuals. If you get over in Ezekiel, you can read a lot of other sins that go along with that. Uh, a lot of a lot of things go along with that. Yeah, pride was one of them. <clears throat> but uh, in the, look in uh, Jude one and seven. Jude right before Revelations. Look in Jude 1 and verse 7. And it said, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh and set forth an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Now here's the catcher here. Here's the kicker here. The fire that fell on Sodom and Gomorrah was not eternal fire. It went out. It went out. So he says here this is an example of something else that's going to happen. And the something else is what we're studying here in chapter 9 when it's literally going to be, uh, it's literally going to be a hell on earth, if you will. Uh, look in Matthew 10, and you've heard every preacher preach on this, including me, uh, but there's something strange here in uh, Matthew 10. Matthew chapter 10, and it'll be uh, uh, verse uh, 28. Matthew 10, verse 28. And the Bible said, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Uh, now there's something there. Uh, if you die, if you was a lost person, you died tonight, where's your body going? Where's your soul going? Right. Alright? That ain't what it says here. He said, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. During this time here, it looks like that there'll be uh, openings up into hell, and that people will be cast into, into hell in their body. Their body and their spirit will go into hell. Uh, this is not the case now. Like when Lazarus died, the angels came and carried him away to Abraham's bosom. Uh, but the rich man died, and in hell, uh, he lifted up his eyes uh, being in torment, right? Uh, let me think if... Uh, I think it's Isaiah. Yeah, look at Isaiah 66 and verse 20. It's talking about 
into time and everything. Look at verse 24, Isaiah 66, last verse there. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. For their worms shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. You see that? Alright, what's the language there? Their worms shall not die. Talking about hell. Talking about hell. And so it looks like that during this time, like we're reading about here in chapter 9, it looks like during this time that they will be open places in the earth. And uh, these demonic spirits and these things will be coming out of, coming out of hell. And uh, it will be a terrible time. And that's some of these things we're reading about here now. And uh, so uh, we see that it's, it's, uh, it's some, some weird business going on here. Uh, it's literally hell has opened up. Have you ever heard people say, I think I preached about it Sunday. you ever heard people say, uh, I think this is hell right here. Well, here it's going to be. Uh, hell's going to be opened up uh, during this time. And men have got so wicked and so ungodly that we just can't imagine. I, can, I just can't stress to you how wicked that men is going to become by five or six years into the tribulation. Uh, there's going to be every crime that you could even think about being committed, committing every day, everywhere. Uh, that's what kind of time it's going to be. Uh, that's why Jesus said it would be a time such as never was seen before. Uh, you take, uh, you take uh, right now, uh, back in the summer, a little back, you had you know a couple places in different cities. You had a couple places where that uh, there was all this looting and rioting and murder and killing and all this going on. All right, you think about you think about that being all over the world. You think about that, not just in uh, uh, one city, but everywhere to be like that. Uh, so, uh, so that's something to think about, isn't it? Uh, now, this abyss is a compartment in hell where demons are. We looked at that. It's a shaft into the inner world, and uh, that's why you got these places, and uh, could have something to do with all these strange things that are. That are going on here. Let's look at uh, let's look at these uh, these demons here now. It says, uh, and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any green tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their forehead. Alright, so first what we got coming out is we got all this smoke coming out. It's what we got coming out. And then uh, after that you got these locust-like creatures that are coming out. Now again, again, you can't take this literal. And the reason we can't take it literal is because these locusts do things that locusts don't do. Uh, you see, the first thing he said here in verse 4, he said, See that they don't hurt the trees or the grass. Well, that's normally what locusts do. Uh, they eat the trees up, they eat the grass up. Uh, that's normally what to do. In 1951, 1952, uh, Iran, Iraq, Jordan, 
and, uh, and Saudi Arabia was stricken with locusts, and they just eat up everything. Well, we know this ain't locusts like you and I know locusts because there's some things that they don't do that locusts do. And a little bit more when we get a little farther in. Now, you know that the devil would like to kill every child of God if he could. Uh, he would like to, we'd all be dead if the devil had his way about it tonight, we'd all be dead. Uh, he wants, he, he's a, he is, uh, comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But uh, these devils are loosened, and they're not going to bring death, but they're going to bring suffering and torment into a world where there is no restraint. I'm glad I'm saved. Did you know? Think about it this way. All the well, let's just look at what the Bible says in in hell in Revelations uh, 21:8. Revelations 21:8. This is what's in hell. So think about what's going to be coming out of hell when they open up this pit. And it says, uh, the fearful, the unbelieving, verse 8, the abominable, murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, there's a lot of people in hell tonight. Uh, it's enlarged itself according to Isaiah 5 and verse 14. Now think about it this way. Suppose, suppose that tonight that the president made an executive order and he did a whole lot of what we've been seeing a little bit of. He said, we're going to release all prisoners. We're going to let them all out. Don't matter if they're murdered, killed, raped, we're going to let them all out. Well, we've seen that on a small scale, uh, but not, not in a large scale. But if that were to happen tonight, and he were to release all the prisoners in the state prison tonight, that would be 2.3 million prisoners. Murders, rapists, serial killers. Just turn them all loose. You say, what happened? It'd be like that one I preached about Sunday morning that the, the governor let him out. I think it's Oklahoma, the governor let him out. Four days after he let him out, he killed a woman lived next door to him, cut her heart out, boiled it in water, tried to feed it to his father, and killed her little girl also. Now you think about, you think about the, war, uh, the whole United States population being let out of prison at one time. Let's suppose that the whole world, that they let all of them out in the whole world, that would be 10.35 million people would be let out. You think it'd change things? Okay, so what you're going to have is you're going to have hell opened up and you're going to have these demonic spirits coming out of hell. That's what we're reading about tonight. Uh, now, they can't kill people, not yet. They will kill them, but not yet. But they're, they're given five months to torment men. Now, if that were a regular locust, that would be from May to September if it went by a literal locust. But we know that whenever you associate that word torment, 
We know who that fits better than anybody else. He's even called the tormentor. Look in uh, Matthew 8 and 29. Matthew 8 and verse 29. And he says, uh, This is these demons. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? See, that word torment's associated with them. Look in Mark 5 and verse 7. Mark 5 and verse 7. And he cried with a loud voice, saying, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most God? High God, I adjourn thee by God that thou torment me not. See, see, demons speaking. Look in Luke 16, verse 23. Luke 16, verse 23. This man went to hell. And he said, And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip his tip of the finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. So when we think about Torment, we know that it's connected with hell and connected with the devil. Now there's something else about these demons. And you'll find it when you go into the Bible and look at it. some reason or another, they always like to be around big bodies of water. Mark 5, Lord cast them out. They went down into that body of water. Uh, you find over there, and I think it's... Uh, uh, Luke there. You remember the man brought that boy to Jesus and uh, he said, uh, Lord, he said he's tormented by the devil. And he said he oftentimes he throws him in the fire and in the water. You remember uh, Matthew 12? The Bible said that unclean spirit it goes out of a man, walks through dry places seeking rest and finds none. All your major cities, a lot of the big ones, are built uh, around large bodies of water. You say, why is that? I don't know. Maybe it's because they know they're going to a place where there won't be none. Uh, I don't know why it is. But, uh, but these, uh, these locusts, they, they torment men, these demons, they torment men. Now, they're not, they're, not, uh, they're not locusts, but notice what he says here. He says, uh, uh, Verse 5, And to them it was given that they should not kill them, not yet. Now in verse 20 they will. They'll kill them after five months. But he said, To them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as a torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. So uh, whatever they do, uh, it's stung by a scorpion. Alright, if you were to be, it would say their sting includes numbness throughout the body, difficulty swallowing, thickening of the tongue, blurred vision, roving of the eye movements, seizures, salivation, difficulty of breathing, but it does not usually kill. be pretty miserable, wouldn't you? Be pretty miserable. And, uh, and they, uh, says here that the only ones they can't hurt is the ones that have the uh, mark of God in their forehead. So, uh, 
they torment men for five months. They torment men. And uh, it says that these beasts or these locusts are like horses prepared for battle. Uh, it doesn't say they are horses. It says they're like horses prepared for battle. Look in Job 39. Look in Job chapter 39. And he'll tell us what a horse is like. It's prepared for battle. Job 39, verse 19. Job 39, verse 19. Hast thou given the horse strength? Hast thou closed his neck with thunder? Canst thou make him afraid as a grasshopper? The glory of his nostrils is terrible. He paweth in the valley. He rejoiceth in his strength. He goeth out to meet the armed man. He mocketh at fear, is not affrighted, neither turneth he back from the sword. The quiver rattleth against him, the glittering spear and the shield. He swalloweth the ground with fierceness and rage. Neither believeth he that it is the sound of the trumpet. He saith among the trumpets, Ha, ha, and he smelleth the battle afar off, the thunder of the captains and the shouting. Now, it said these locusts are like unto horses prepared for the battle. What does that tell us? They're pawing at the bits to get turned loose. They're pawing at the bits to get turned loose. They can't wait to get started. The devil's that way. You're already in Job. Go back to chapter 1. Look in Job 1. You know the conversation the Lord and the devil had. I mean the uh, Satan and the, devil, and the Lord had. Verse 7 down through there. But notice what the devil said in verse 10. and Verse 9, Satan answered the Lord and said to it, Job, fear God for naught. Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance increased in the land. God said, But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth. You say, what's that saying? That's saying as soon as the Lord said you can, he did. And he went as far as he could go with the exception of killing Job's wife. He could have killed her because according to what the Lord said, he could have killed her. But... He suffered her to live because that was going to be his number one weapon to try to get Job to curse God and die. In chapter 2, she comes, and his wife, verse 9, she said, uh, Just curse God and die. And he said unto her, Thou speakest one of the foolish women. Why shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. You better thank God tonight. tonight that God didn't let the devil do to you today all he wanted to. I say it this way, every misery that you didn't receive today is a mercy. Somebody got misery today and you got mercy. You got mercy. Uh, So uh, what we're seeing there, as soon as the Lord gives them permission, they're gone. Okay, look at uh, the next verse there. And he said, uh, uh, talks about the shape of them and all that there. And he said, 
and their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as a face of men, and they had hairs the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of a chariot of many horses running to battle, and they had tails like unto scorpions, there were stings in their tails, and their power was given to hurt man five months. Okay, what we have here is you got these creatures that's hard for us to understand. Now I will say this, that you remember back in chapter 4. You remember them creatures we've seen there back in chapter 4? They were, they were heavenly creatures. Uh, chapter 4, the heading over the Bible calls them living creatures in verse uh, 6 and verse 7, verse 8. Uh, describes them there. They're pretty wild. It says that uh, they're beasts full of eyes before and behind. The first beast was like a lion. The second beast like a calf. Third beast the face of a man. Fourth beast is a flying eagle. So these are pretty wild looking creatures, but they're heavenly creatures. And they're crying, Holy, 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 Lord God. They never stop. They're doing it right now. If you got to heaven right now, you'd hear them doing it. They never stop. Okay, you remember what I've said over and over and over and over again? Everything God has, the devil has an imitation for it. The devil has something to match it. So God's got these wild looking creatures that we've never seen anything like and we can't explain. So the devil turns loose these wild looking creatures in chapter 9 that you and I can't explain. Now, Look back in Isaiah 34, and uh, Isaiah 34, I'm already out of time. Look at verse uh, 14. The wild beast, of the, this, is this, this is this very time we're talking about, if you study out the chapter. Verse 14, the wild beast of the desert shall also meet with the wild beast of the island, and the satire, does anybody know what that is? Does anybody know what that is? Creature is S A T Y R. My Bible says wild goat. Okay, your Bible's wrong. <laughs> anybody else? Might be half right. Okay, if you look that word up, it means a half beast and a half man. Could be a half goat. Uh, I'll tell you where you'll see these creatures that look like this at. Uh, how many have ever seen, uh, uh, what is the name of that movie? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Lewis, C.L. Lewis movie. Yeah, I guess. But you remember seeing on them things, they got these creatures look like they're half, they're half a man and their bottom half's of gold or, or something like that. Well, that's what that word means. And, and during this time, you're going to have all these wild-looking creatures coming out of the pit. Uh, all these demon-possessed creatures coming out of the pit. And just like the Lord, uh, His says, holy, 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 everything about these would be unholy, unholy, unholy. I'm telling you, it's an undescribable time. I'm doing the best I can at it tonight, but I can't even describe how horrible it's going to be during that time. So, uh, 
These creatures are described as having breastplates and John says it was they're like iron and they reminded John as a sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. Well, when you got all these creatures coming up out of this bottomless pit, you can imagine uh, the noise that they're going to make. Now, some have thought what John seen was modern day weapons of war under Antichrist leadership. And uh, because of the, the helmets and the face of men, the breastplates of iron and, and, uh, and uh, the uh, stings in their tail and all like that. But the truth of the matter is, if we believe our Bible, these things come right out of the pit. They come right out of the pit. Uh, and they're, they're like something you and I have never, ever seen before. Now we know that uh, there's a lot of things strange about these locusts that we know they're not locusts. And by the way, on your uh, on your question sheet there, uh, on that particular question there, verse uh, uh, verse ten, mark out that word no and put a put a. I, I got it wrong there. It should read the strange thing about these locusts is they have a king, a king. Because you see, look in Proverbs 30, Proverbs 30 and verse 27. Proverbs 30 and verse 27. This is talking about a real bug, a real locust. What does it say? The locusts have no king. Okay, this, these locusts here, they have a king. So we know that they're not, uh, this is some kind of demonic thing. And, uh, and we're even told about the king, and I'll give me just a few more minutes and I'll finish up tonight. But we're told where this king comes from. Verse 11. He says, And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. Now don't say he was in the bottomless pit, not at this time. You know the devil ain't never been to hell. You do know that. He's never been to hell yet. He is going, I'm glad to tell him. But uh, he's but he's never been there yet. Uh, but this, uh, don't say that this king was in the bottomless pit. This said he had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue, he hath his name Apollon. Now, in the, in the Hebrew, the word Apollon means destroyer. Destroyer. And in the Greek, it means the one who is destroying. The one who is destroying. Now, here's an interesting thing, and we'll stop there tonight. But this word is translated in our King James Bible. It's translated three times to the word predictition. Predictition. Look in Second uh, Thess. No, look in uh, John seventeen twelve. John seventeen twelve. Jesus says. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. 
Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdiction. Same word. Uh, look in uh, 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdiction. One more time. Revelation 17 and verse 8. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdiction. So there's a connection there. We don't have time to tie it all together uh, tonight. We'll give you something to study about for, uh, for next week. But uh, definitely, definitely uh, a bad time. Terrible time. Strange time. Uh, 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 just a, a night of the walking dead, if you will, time. And, uh, and all the scary movies, uh, all the things that you've seen and read and all about that, nothing can compare with what this is going to be. It's going to be hell on earth. Hell on earth. Wouldn't it be something to want to die and you couldn't? And the reason they can't die is because they don't bring them. They don't bring them to that point of death. They just torment them almost to the point of death, but they can't kill them. Because God said they couldn't kill them, not now. But after five months, they'll, they'll kill a bunch of them. After five months, we'll see. Yeah. Amen. So, terrible time. All right. Any comments? Yeah. Everything we're seeing, nothing that we've studied from chapter 4 till now has ever happened yet, but there sure is a lot of things that resemble it. more years we'll be the one running across the border. All right.